The Be Who You Want to Be podcast was created to help people understand and learn what it truly takes to live a life doing what they love and being exactly who they would love to be. I've designed this podcast to synthesize and bring together different people's experiences, strategies, teachings, and recommendations for you to get access to. It's like a one-stop shop for all the most powerful how-tos for living a great life. Emily Gower is a multiple published author and inspirational speaker. As a founder of Gower International Publishing, Emily has a decade of experience in coaching authors to bring their message to the page. Emily overcame depression at age 19 to build a profound and thriving career bringing writing and inspiration to the world. As the author of several published books, including The Search for Inspiration, The Book Within You, The Writing State of Mind, The Inspirational Messenger, and Transformational Leaders, Emily produced an award-winning blog, Life Travels, in 2010 and 2011, attracting thousands of readers. Emily was an editor on Dr. John Demartini's international best-selling book, Inspire Destiny, Living a Fulfilling and Purposeful Life, in 2009. In early 2015, Emily shared the stage with Dr. John Demartini in Melbourne at the launch of her global philanthropic project, Inspiration Bible. In 2015, Emily integrated her background in the human behavior field, including being a master certified NLP practitioner and previously trained facilitator in the Demartini method, and deep self-study together to originate the Inspiration Formula, a unique and profound five-step process that enables people to see the purpose and importance of their life. Inspiration Formula is licensed to consultants around the world who are dedicated to showing people a lasting glimpse of their destiny on earth. As a winner of the 2012 and 2014 Anthill 30 Under 30 Young Entrepreneur Award, Emily has been featured in a range of media spreading her messages of inspiration. In 2014, Emily's devotion to a calling of inspiring millions of people worldwide gave rise to the innovation of a global project, Inspiration Bible. Emily enrolled 365 authors from over 15 countries globally to write one page in a book, bringing together a truly extraordinary work of life-changing stories and messages of wisdom. Every second copy of the book is now donated to someone in need of inspiration. Having already made a significant difference in the lives of many around the world by age 30, Emily finds continual inspiration in the divine order of the universe as she continues to bring her brilliance and love for humanity to the forefront into all she does. Welcome, Emily, and thanks so much for joining me on the Be Who You Want to Be podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about who you are, your background, how you got to how you got to where you are right now, uh, what drives you, inspires you to all to do all the work that you love doing, and what it really took you to allow yourself to be exactly who you are right now in your life, and probably you're still, uh, you know, exploring that as as you're continuing on your journey and what challenges you had to overcome to kind of get to this point. And lastly, right at the end, I'm just going to ask you just to share from your own experience, from your own perspective, what you believe is the most effective and powerful way for a person to be who they truly want to be in their life and do what they love. So I thought we can just dive in and get straight to it. Does that sound good? That sounds perfect, and thank you for having me. (laughs) So the first thing I really wanted to know from you, and just so everyone else can obviously get a little bit of an idea of uh, who you are and uh, and what you're all about, can you share a little bit about yourself and your background and and also what you do professionally? 
Yeah, absolutely, of course. So I would say in my heart of hearts, I'm an inspirational writer. That is what I love to do most. It's not just what I love to do, but also what I live to do. So I'm all about bringing inspiration through words. So both, well, mostly writing, but also speaking as well. So I'm all about bringing inspiration to the planet and to the world. So for me, writing has been a very big part of my life since I was, um, well, actually, I think before I was born, because my mom, who's a totally beautiful human being, she actually read to me for 400 hours when I was in the womb. So I basically have it in my blood. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, this was definitely my destiny and a path I, I was going to go down. So not really surprising that, you know, um, I, I definitely hit rock bottom around age 19, where I was very, really depressed. And I thought that maybe life wasn't worth living. But as I kind of came through that and came out the other side, I reconnected with my love of writing. And it's really no surprise that my career has shaped into that. So essentially with books of my own. So nine and counting at the moment, wow. definitely working on always working on my next masterpiece and manuscripts. And yeah, it's pretty inspiring. I, I definitely love what I do. And I also have spent I spent probably the better part of a decade coaching people to write books as well. So that's definitely been a part of my life mission and done many different projects, um, helping to bring that inspiration to the world. Cause you know, I really do believe that everybody has something really special to share. So in a nutshell, have done publishing, have done a lot of mentoring and coaching, but in my heart of hearts, I'm definitely an inspirational writer and speaker. Wow. You have achieved a lot. I mean, we've known each other for quite some time and I'm always amazed by all the, the new projects that you're working on and all the things that you're uh, that you're moving towards in your journey so it's always cool to kind of hear where you're at um i didn't know because obviously we haven't ever talked about this before but i didn't know that your mom read to you for 400 hours while you're in the womb like did you know what yeah. she actually read to you no well i don't have a conscious memory of it but she was reading to my brother so because okay. he was already, obviously already born so she was reading to him but i think as destiny would have it she was actually reading to me so okay. and she did know like she's a fairly she's a fairly conscious parent like she mm -hmm. really believed that her kids have greatness inside them and so she was definitely aware that i would have been listening on some level or feeling maybe not listening but feeling all the vibrations of her reading okay so it was definitely like you said it was it was written in the cards for you almost uh, to kind of go on the journey that you've been I on. I say so, yes. Um, you mentioned just a f about a minute ago that, you know, around 18, you kind of went through depression and uh, maybe hit rock bottom. I don't know. But can you share a little bit about what kind of happened around that time and how you got through that? Yeah, definitely. So I, like a good girl, went through school <laughs> and uh, got really actually got really good grades because when you're good at English, it does kind of lend itself to you being good at a, a lot of different subjects. So that definitely helps. But so I got really good grades in school and then I sort of fell through the cracks between school and life. So I went to university and I studied sociology and um, philosophy, which is a lot of heavy reading. Mm -hmm. And so I did a lot of reading in that first six months of uni. And then all I can describe it as uh, is that my heart and my head went in two different directions. So my, my heart was saying, I just knew, I mean, I just knew on a deep level, like many of us do, I just, I knew that there was something more for me. I knew that that wasn't the path I wanted to go down. And so I dropped out of university and then very beautifully, I ended up doing a seven month course in neuro-linguistic programming. So I did NLP. So basically intense self-development, um, did a course for six months, became master certified, started to really dive into the space I really wanted to be in, which was all around human potential, human greatness. How do we understand our feelings? How do we discover who we are? And then move through that to really live a life of, of great meaning. So after I finished my course in NLP, 
and at the end of which I basically didn't have a job, I basically hit uh, a really rock bottom low because I didn't know exactly what how I was going to get to where I wanted to go. And I probably wasn't crystal clear on exactly what that was. So my vision for the future, I had a glimpse of it, but I didn't really have enough of a plan to get there. And so that was where I went into like I said, like a rock bottom moment where I really just, I nearly gave up, you know, it was just a, a real feeling of like, I don't really know exactly what the significance of my life is. Why am I really here? You know, it does, does my life really have a greater purpose? So I was struggling with a lot of the inferiority and the insignificance that kind of got compounded through school for me. And I think for a lot of people, they do question their own worth and value when they go through school. It's a fabulous training ground for that. Mm-hmm. So Um, I was definitely questioning that. And so I think that all compounded together. And then I had middle of 2007, a a real rock bottom moment where I I nearly um, ran my car into a concrete wall because I was just really, and I couldn't bring myself to do it, thankfully. um, But I was just so down and out that I felt like I didn't really matter. But in that moment where I was so down and out and I really just felt like giving up, something in me just said, no, like life is not meant to be this way you're not supposed to suffer like this. We're not really put here on earth to feel like this. And that was when I knew deep down, like quiet certainty that that wasn't the path I was supposed to take in life and that it was not the end for me. In fact, it really was at the, at the risk of sounding really cliche. It really was the beginning for me. So that was my moment of commitment, if you will, that I was going to stay and that I was going to do whatever it took to live an amazing life. And in many ways, everything else is history. And is that was really the start of my trajectory where I rediscovered my love of writing and then it became part of my profession and I opened a business and then literally everything else has just been history over the last decade or so. Wow. (laughs) I can uh, totally relate to everything you've just said. Uh, and I'm sure there are people who are listening right now who've probably gone through similar experiences to you where they're trying to figure out who they are and they know deep inside that there's something more meaningful for them um, but don't really know exactly how to go about finding out how to access that part of themselves and obviously you've been able to achieve um, a lot in your life since that moment so like my question is what did you do after that point what did you do to kind of uh, develop that or nurture that uh, that part of you inside that you knew was there and you wanted to kind of uh, turn into something more meaningful and and I guess powerful and ins- and inspiring to others. Sure. Like how did I nurture it? So how did I take that yeah. spark and, yeah, and really did, grow it? Yeah. yeah. Where, did, so, where did you take it from there? Because obviously that's always the challenging, that's sometimes the challenging bit for people is kind of connecting to that spark first off. And then yes. where do they, where do they go with that? What do they do to nurture it? You know, did you, did you have a mentor? Did you have someone who, who kind of helped guide you through that next, next phase? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there's no doubt that I was very heavily involved in and studying the work of Dr. John D. Martini, which I believe might be actually how you and I met. So um, John's work has, there you go. So John's work has been very influential in my life. And so if I was to say, you know, did I have a mentor? Absolutely. John would have been and probably still is today my greatest mentor. So what I love about John and his work is that he definitely believes in in the potential and greatness inside of people. And when I first started studying with him age 19, so right around that time where I had that rock bottom moment, um, he had more certainty in me than I did in myself. So there's no doubt that I did copious amounts of self-development work, mostly trying to resolve my inner demons, you know, like in the, in the sense of the things I didn't love about myself. And I, I started to develop a real appreciation of my true self and simultaneously 
I really, like I said um, earlier, really discovered my love of writing again because during the time I was depressed, which I think was quite an interesting timing, I wasn't writing. And so basically mm-hmm. I wasn't doing the very thing I love to do. And so when I had that kind of turning point, I then made that commitment, I'll call it like a moment of commitment. I then started to work on myself, but I also found the thing that I love to do, which I think today is still the most important thing to take with me every single day, no matter how big my achievements are, everything is like, what do you love to do? And I think the closer we stay to that, like uh, the deeper our relationship to what we love to do and the more we do it, I really do believe that's the secret to thriving on planet Earth. I think that is by far, you know, the greatest roadmap you'll ever have is to find that, you call it like a spark. For me, it was, I call it your inspiration, is to find that thing, your thing, that you're, like that you live to do like writing for me like inspiring people is definitely my number one calling in this lifetime when i don't do it and when i ignore it no matter how much i've already achieved i still start feeling depressed again you know so it's just it's so important to i think to be focusing on that and nurturing that and setting your goals around that and finding a way to be paid for it or to you know to to make your your inspiration your income the same so to actually unite them together so for me that was always the goal because I could see this vision of myself traveling the world and I could see myself writing books and I could see myself standing on stage and so I kept that vision really strong in my mind and I have literally just kept working on that for more than a decade now and when I get lost it's because I'm not working on it so it's funny for me I, I really do believe that that is the best roadmap you can have is to find the thing that inspires you the most because when you're when you're inspired you have something from within that's moving you so not something that someone else is saying hey you should do this with your life or maybe you should do this it's a thing that you feel inspired to do and sometimes it takes a moment to connect with it sometimes it takes a year sometimes people search for it for a couple of years but when you find it for me my experience is that that's a really life-changing moment because then suddenly you're ignited and then everything else starts to flow from there it's you know it's really important what you just said um, and I just kind of wanted to point it out because I know that there are a lot of people who almost kind of feel that, you know, they might never, ever get there or, you know, when they listen to someone like yourself or even if they listen to John or anyone else that, you know, they might admire or feel inspired by that, you know, they'll never be able to achieve what other people will be able to achieve. And, you know, to point out yeah. that you, you know, what you said that, you know, it might happen in an instant. It could take a week. It could take a year. It could take a few years before you finally get to that point is actually quite encouraging uh, for most people. So they don't feel like they're under the pump or under the pressure or under pressure just to kind of figure it out all at once. Cause sometimes it's not about that. Like I know for me, and I'm sure, you know, it, as, as it's happened for you throughout different stages of your journey, um, that you know things don't always flow in things sometimes don't always flow as naturally as you would like there's always these little obstacles these little challenges that present themselves to you in order for you to get that clarity um so it's just i just wanted to point that out because it was really like something so uh it was just gold really what you said because most (laughs) most people wouldn't really consider that or wouldn't really think about oh shit you know it might take me a little bit longer than i thought and that's okay like it's you don't have to figure it out right now i just said to one of my clients uh sometime in the last 24 hours that the universe call it some people call it god some people call it like the divine order the greater intelligence just life whatever you want to call it um i just said to yeah i just said to one of my clients yesterday 
that life is much better at planning our personal growth path than we would ever be because we would totally ignore all of the areas where we needed to grow yeah. and we would mostly focus on everything going well right <laughs> so totally. but i think that, that we get what we, the thing is like we get what we need in order to grow into our greatness that's why it's a journey not always a destination like you get destinations along the way but that's why you want to have a moving vision, like something really large, really big and really inspiring that you're working towards because you are going to grow. Like I mean, I had my fair share of, oh my God, challenges in every area of life, like physical burnout. I went through like financial breakdown a few times, um, relationship breakups and chaos. I mean, I have, you know, had issues with friends and that's life, you know, that's part of growth. And so, but we need that. I think that's what most people don't realize is that you actually do need that. And so, especially in those times, I think that that's when we get reminded of our purpose the most. Um, and, and some people forget they don't, they kind of miss that, that when, you know, mm-hmm. someone knew, like, we, you know, you know, this recently and my dad hadn't been sort of really well. And during that time, I just pulled him really close to me. I went and visited him. I sat with him. And as I'm wa- watching him, like, you know, heart wrenching, watching him grapple with his purpose, I'm I, just a massive confirmation for me that this is what I'm here to do. Um, and he's, you know, it was just really, he's going to be okay, which is amazing. But it's just even a challenge like that can really remind us who we really are and what it is that matters the most. So it's just really, mm-hmm. but we get these challenges in, in all kinds of forms. You know, every single day we've got one or more challenges happening at the same time. And I think the key is to take it day by day because I'm not one of those people who's super patient with myself. <laughs> I was a very <laughs> impatient, not my strong point. Um, yeah, having I can patience. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I'm sure many people can. Um, so I think sometimes I have to remind myself, you know, you, you, you climb a mountain one step at a time. You don't, and you know, how do you eat an elephant, right? One, one chunk at a time, um, unless you're a vegan. Yes. <laughs> so you don't, well, you don't eat elephants. That's horrible. Um, but the whole metaphor is there is that, you know, just to be really patient with it. Yeah. And I find sometimes people are so worried about finding their purpose that they, they're kind of not present enough to actually notice their inspiration. So you do feel inspired increasingly or decreasingly, depending on what you're doing. And I think the more present we become, the easier it is to tune into it. But it is a journey. I mean, it is so cliche, but it is 100% true is that it doesn't happen overnight. Having said that, when you find that inspiration, your life can seriously take off in the matter of one to two years. You just have to be patient and present enough and to really believe that something greater is possible for you and to believe that that life that life that you can that you know is possible like you feel it deep down you have to really give yourself permission to let that out uh, and then i think everything speeds up a lot <laughs> i totally agree with that and you know to kind of add to your point about challenges uh, you know i as you know i'm a chiro so I, and i do some coaching work as well and just what you were saying with your client challenges are what you know for anyone who's listening at the moment challenges are all about what help you really expand to be honest you know without challenges you can't really push your yourself beyond yes. where you are to what's possible um mm-hmm. so if you are facing any challenges right now i i encourage you i'm sure emily would probably have a similar opinion on this is do whatever you can to embrace the challenges and look for the opportunity that's hiding somewhere in around beneath and uh within what's going on so you can so you can see the the beautiful blessing that's kind of coming through that um and this kind of leads me to another question actually so since we're talking about challenges and obstacles and all that kind of stuff if in on your journey what 
challenges I know you spoke and I know you spoke about when you're 19 and all the stuff that you you went through back then and you've briefly touched on a few other bits and pieces but what other major challenges or obstacles have you had to overcome in order to continue doing what you love or keep expanding into more of what you what what inspires you what what's kind of almost like stopped you or or almost like slowed yeah. you down from from achi- from achieving it's a deep what you question want. <laughs> it's a it's a good question uh, because it's an honest question like it, it really <laughs> brings out the truth that you know struggle often precedes success and sometimes after you have yeah. a what most people refer to as a success you then often have another struggle because you know, it's called growth right is that growth yes. path it's like a, the beautiful yeah. string of diamonds you know like diamond and then a challenge and then a diamond and then a challenge you know and that's pretty much how growth and life yeah. you know operate so for me i mean there's been um, a wide variety of them. I'd say that um, multiple points throughout my 20s, um, I was very close to having no money. So I that was a, a real challenge. But I actually didn't really have a drive for, you know, growing my wealth until I was probably 26. So and that's I doubled my revenue three years running in my mid 20s, which was amazing. So um, I didn't start out with a massive revenue because I just really, really wasn't driven by money. But then I, I got to grow it. But I had had many moments of like financial challenge where I wanted, to, I almost fell out of love with what I did and made me sort of question my my business a little bit. And it actually turned out to be a blessing because it had me restructure what I was doing. And, you know, as you know, I've been, I was quite busy in my 20s. <laughs> it's very busy. Uh, in fact, when I look back over it, I get a little tired thinking about it. So <laughs> uh, I feel very inspired and I go, wow, I don't, I don't know where you came from. So, um, But I definitely had some challenges around financials, which was all part of my learning curve in understanding how to manage money and get myself on a wealth path. So that was definitely a big part of it. But I also had many um, scenarios with like intimate partners where I was kind of trying to find the man that, you know, a man, I guess that sort of fit me um, that, you know, cause I kept trying to change myself to fit the partner I was with. And so that was obviously never going to be sustainable um, or I changed my life to try to work around them. And then of course it would just kind of self combust and it would blow up at some point. So I had a lot of challenges with, with that. And I think it was really around just, um, and actually it was really an undertone for most of my challenges when I think about what was going on, like spiritually, psychologically is that all about self-love and self-worth and believing that I can have the life the relationship the wealth that I want as I want it without sacrifice and without holding it back so that was has been really key for me and I've watched that through like my relationships and I've watched that gradually just coming into that healthy self-respect so a lot of people go oh self-love and it sounds kind of woo-woo but for me it's it is literally the foundation for everything you want you need self-respect because you can only grow to a certain level with the current self-respect and self-love that you have now it's like you you have to unlock new levels of that inside yourself in order to go to that next level on the outside Mm -hmm. so on the outside meaning your life so I actually have a quote. It is a Martini quote, but it's a great one. It's on the desktop of my computer um, <laughs> right now. And it says something like that the more self-love and respect and appreciation you have for yourself, the greater your success and prosperity will be. And I really, truly believe that, that if you don't feel like you're worth it, then you won't make the difference that you want to make. So amongst my challenges, you know, varying different challenges, like I said, I also went through quite heavy physical burnout um, around sort of age 27 and it took me a couple mm-hmm. of years to actually come back but it was really a culmination of a, of a few stresses that I had in my life at the time and my body was just telling me it was time to slow down and take care of myself um, which was actually a manifestation of self-worth right so everything was really I guess 
yeah, I guess it was all really tied in on itself in some ways. But yeah, through all of that, I found that the big lesson for me has been to love and respect myself the way other people often do. Hundred <laughs> percent. I again, you know, I can, I can. Um, I mean, I say this. I've been saying this a lot, but I can totally relate, which is true. I mean, I mean, the and again, these are things that I share with my patients as well. Exactly what you're talking about in terms of self-respect and taking care of yourself and valuing yourself and considering your own needs and like there's no way you can really ever achieve what you truly would love to achieve without taking those steps so um i i mean i highly commend you for really recognizing that about yourself and and making all those choices and decisions over the years to get you to where you are today because truthfully uh you know without doing all of those things without taking all of that action um like you said it's difficult to to make a success out of the life that you want to have and the life that you want to create yeah, and to have it be sustainable as well yeah. like not just to because I had some massive achievements in my in my 20s but also I kind of felt in the end like some of them didn't really add up to what I wanted and mm-hmm. there was sort of an undercurrent going on that I was only allowing myself to sort of succeed to a certain level before I would kind of collapse like the weak foundation right it's like yeah. that whole the metaphor that you can't build a skyscraper on quicksand you know you need really strong foundation and also because as you grow in in influence and you're touching more people and you're touching the world in a more significant way you're going to have more pressure on you that's just the way it works you're going to have more people who want to offer things do things they want you to do things so you really need that healthy backbone ha ah, there's one for Cairo. <laughs> you need i love that that was just for you um, thank you you need that healthy backbone because if you don't have the self-worth then you're going to take too much on you're going to have too much on your plate you won't learn how to delegate in your business and you will literally sink yourself underneath the weight of what you've created which is pretty much what happened to me sort of like mid to late 20s mm-hmm. totally i you know again adding to that you just all, all the stuff that you're sharing is just so valuable um and it's so much what uh I, you know people really i think need to hear uh, whether they're aware of that or not but i think it's what people really need to hear in order to help them really do what they love be who they truly want to be in their lives so uh, I just, I, I just want you to keep talking because it's so good. Um, <laughs> so, my next question, which kind of is a little bit of, uh, we're just going to sidestep a little bit. You mentioned earlier about a publishing company that you set up. I know you've written lots and lots of yes. books. So you've written eight books. You said you're on your ninth book, which is freaking amazing. Um, but you also care so much about getting other people's message out. And I suspect that's, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I suspect that's part of the reason why you uh, started your own publishing company. Can you share a little bit about why you decided to do that? Why you stepped into that space? Um, aside yeah. from, you know, being an author yourself, why did you decide to open a space to allow other authors to come through? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, Also a great question. So I founded my publishing company in 2013. So yeah, quite a few years ago. But essentially, I mean, what had happened when I was 23 was I actually had my first book published. So I had been approached by a publisher out of Italy and New Zealand, and they uh, paid me to write my first book. Not a bad gig. It was quite good. It wasn't a lot, but I did get paid. And I thought that was a big win for like 22 year old at the time. So actually, it's a big win for most people. So It was pretty awesome. So my first book came out and I remember I'd just come back from Toronto, Canada and I toured New Zealand and I'd just flown back into Australia um, and I was at a networking event and someone approached me and she demanded, and I mean demanded that I teach her how to write a book. 
And I was thinking to myself in my extremely jet lagged state of being, I was thinking <laughs> I could probably do that, right? I love how great things come out of something so innocent and simple. Like, oh, I, I was thinking, yeah, I probably could do that. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. And she was like, no, you're going to teach me. I was like, oh, okay, right. I guess this is like destiny interfering. So I thought yeah. to myself, well, I better put a package together, I guess. So I literally pulled a price out of, you know, unmentionable place, <laughs> just as we do sometimes <laughs> in business. And I pulled out a fee and I was like, I guess we'll do 10 hours and I'll coach her. And the moment I started coaching her, I realized how much I loved it. So that's where my um, my, I guess my trajectory or that part of my journey in, in supporting authors to bring that message out onto the page, that's where that began. And that kind mm -hmm. of um, developed from one-on-one -on -one into group into I've done writing retreats over the years. I have like nine author training programs. So I've published and packaged a lot of my knowledge in this space because as I coach and grow and write, I have so much more to share. And so it just feels like something in me that so needs to be shared because I love it so much. Uh, and so that naturally progressed into clients saying, well, you know, how do we get this self-published? How do we how do we take this from rough manuscript into like finished product that we can share with the world? So I found, I guess, in some ways, like another sweet spot is that I, I just really have had a lot of inspiration in sharing, helping like sharing that journey with authors and being excited with them and helping them to create something beautiful. That's always been our, our niche and our space is creating something truly freaking inspiring, like an amazing, inspiring book that has their soul on the page. So for me, that's what that company has always been about is just really assisting authors who feel like they've got something really special to share, helping them um, produce and publish that in something, in a format that is seriously inspiring that they can then take out to the world. Amazing. I mean, it's amazing. I, I, I've, obviously, I've watched that part of your journey unfold as well. And I think it's incredible that there is a platform for authors out there or just people out there who have a message inside of them they want to share through a book. Um, that they have a space that they could potentially get that message, uh, you know, to the masses. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's super inspiring that you've been, that you've created a platform for authors to be able to do that or just people in general. So, yeah. I, again, super inspiring for me to obviously watch that unfold as it continues to do so. Um, and my kind of my next question, which you've sort of mentioned already and you've kind of gone through in a little bit of in depth, but I just kind of want to know what drives you to keep doing what you do? What drives you to keep going and keep uh, striving for the next, you know, for the next milestone to hit the next goal? What, what inspires you from within to, to, to kind of keep the, the journey unfolding? Do you know that's a question that I've never really found a great answer for? <laughs> so okay. I've been interviewed so many times over the years and people say that, you know, um, you know, what is it that drives you? You know, why do you keep going? And I've actually sat and wondered so many times, you know, why am I so driven? Like where where does this come from? And I tried to kind of psychoanalyze a little bit, which I know that you know personally I do a lot of that. So um, just that sort of in the self-reflection. And I, I've come up with I think a couple of good um, perhaps insights into that. And I think that a big part of it was the fact that seriously, age 19, it was either I go full out or I don't do it at all. Um, yeah. And so I really did make that decision. And I'm absolutely certain that that set the undertone for my entire 20s. In fact, when I said that just now, I got goosebumps. So I say there's probably mm -hmm. a lot of truth in that. And sometimes yeah. I, I remind myself, you know what? No, I signed up for something bigger than this because what is the point of life if I don't have an amazing life? It's like, that's as simple as it is for me. It's like, there is no other option. So I think deep down, that's mostly what drives me is that I wanted to give that to myself. I wanted to uh, also testing a curiosity. Can life really be that way? You know, and so I've so far it's working so far. I'm certain that it can because <laughs> I've been living it. So in many different ways. So 
I really, um, I think that that drives me a lot, but I'm also, I do care fiercely. Um, fiercely is an interesting word because actually uh, my heart's quite soft and mushy. So <laughs> I really got the other day, I was like, wow, I, actually the real me is quite soft and quite soft and quite, um, quite very deeply caring. Like I'll walk down the street and see a look on someone's face and, you know, I'll feel, I feel for them, you know, or I'll see someone having a struggle mm-hmm. and I really, I just really care. And so I think for years mm-hmm. I tried to cover that, um, covered that up and but now I've sort of realized that's actually one of my strengths and so deep down I really do care and I did want to give myself an amazing life so I think it's probably a combination of the two that and you know everything is research for writing for me so life is an interesting adventure and I love to be able to turn that into writing and obviously sharing that is half the joy um, but I just, I love the, love the act of writing. And so, like I said, every, it's curiosity, part curiosity, but also that I just, I really want to show people a different version of life that most people don't know is possible because greatness isn't necessarily openly nurtured in school and we're not necessarily encouraged to yeah. dream. So I will, I'm doing a bit of a science experiment <laughs> to, <laughs> to see what's possible and to also show other people. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a journey. And I think there is, a, there is a lot of that, but I just really care. I care about me and I care about the world. And uh, if you do those equally, then I think of course you want to have a great life. Amazing. I love that. Um, I was, I was wanting to ask you another question uh, in relation to you know what's what's been driving you, but I might leave that to another time because I, I actually wanted to ask you something else in relation to your your latest book. Yes. So you mentioned that you're in the process of finishing your ninth book. Can you give us an idea of what that might be about? Yes, I can. Without obviously going into too much detail. <laughs> would, so obviously I, I know it hasn't to. officially launched yet. Yeah. So actually, um, actually my ninth one's already published. So technically, oh. um, this I have your 10th. This will actually be 11 by the time it comes out because the 10th one is actually oh a contributor book. So yeah, yeah we've got a, a series of inspirational stories coming together. Okay. Um, so this okay. will be number 11 by the time it hits print. So um, but okay. my, I'm really excited about it. So it's coming out like early 2019. So that first kind of like first quarter of the year. Um, it is, yeah. I think, by far my best and definitely my biggest book. So it's, it is uh, definitely a little bigger than, actually quite a lot bigger than the rest of my books. But it is like a PhD on living your dreams. So I'm so inspired by it. Um, the title is Born Great, which mm-hmm. um, gives me gooses every time I think about it. So mm-hmm. uh, a really mm-hmm. fabulous title. But the book is ultimately about how to be who you are, have what you want, and change the world doing it. So it's that ultimate unity between what you feel you're really inspired to do, how you make your living and build wealth, and then also how you bring what's inside you to the world. So a very big topic um, a very unique book. I've not seen any other book quite like it. I'm really inspired by it. So definitely, uh, definitely a really special one coming out. And I, I can't wait to share this one. Guys, uh, if you really want to read incredible writing, you have to buy Emily's books. <laughs> I mean, not because I said so, <laughs> but because I think it would change your life. And just make sure you look out for a book next year when it comes to print. Um, I'll leave some show notes at the end so you can keep uh, you keep an eye on what she's up to with her publishing company and uh, just her personal stuff. But before we just kind of come to a close, I wanted to ask you one final question. So you've obviously gone through all these challenges and all these successes and wins in your life with your writing, with your publishing company, with your coaching, with all the products that you've created. And you've 
you know, gone through all these different, uh, you've gone through different turns and gone up and down to kind of get to where you are. If you could share uh, one action or strategy or step um, someone could take to help them be who they truly would love to be in their life and do what they love, what do you think or believe that could be? You can you can give more if you yeah. want, but if you if you can think of one like real powerful starting point that could help people step into that space and start being more of who they are and doing more of what they love, what do you think or believe that could be? Yeah, great. So I mean, that is obviously a very big question with about a million different potential, yeah. fabulous, equally important answers to it. But when I when I connect yes. back over what has really made the difference for me. Uh, I do think that one of those has been doing as what I love as much as possible. So maximizing that mm-hmm. and the amount of time I spend writing, the amount of time I spend traveling, the amount of time I spend speaking, doing as much of that as possible. Um, actually, we were talking about that before we started the interview. It's like my calendar needs to be full of yellow and yellow represents me doing my yes. work in the world. So if it's too colorful, it's a problem. It needs to be mostly yellow. <laughs> um, so I do think that that is absolutely crucial because when you're in that space, it really does bring out the best in you and you discover yourself in, you know, strengths and parts of yourself that you didn't even know that you had. I was so shy as a child. Most people would laugh and not, and they would kind of go, really? Because <laughs> I'm quite, I'm quite out there now. But it took me a really long time to find my confidence. And it was only when I figured out that I love to write that I not only discovered my confidence, but I also figured out what my destiny was. So in, in pursuit mm-hmm. of that, I've become who I really am and who I really am has, you know, started to shine. And so that for me is probably the biggest piece of advice. And then anything that helps you stay connected to yourself, whether it's, you know, I journal a lot. So I journal probably at least 10,000 words a month without even efforting. Like for me, it's just natural. Mm. So keeping those practices mm-hmm. close to you, whether it's some people do it when they go for a run, some people they feel really connected to themselves when they meditate, whatever that is, that's going to keep you connected to who you truly are on a daily basis. So you can hear your heart when it speaks that you know do that and then do us do what you love as much as possible really ultimately both of those things are about the heart and living from the heart following your heart and not questioning that you know because i think we do a lot of the logic oh no i should do this first you know because this is logical and this is what mm-hmm. i'm supposed to do i'm saying don't do what you're expected to do do what you're born to do there's a very big difference and i think you know that can either make you miserable if you spend your whole life doing what you think you should do or you can have a freaking amazing ride by following your your own heart and soul. I totally agree with that. And again, you know, I can I can totally testify to that myself in my own life with all the patients that I, I, I give suggestions and recommendations to based on what they're going through is, you know, trust what feels right inside of your heart. Trust what feels right for you. Even if it doesn't make sense yeah. logically, it's not supposed to make sense it, logically. Yeah, yeah. and it may not make sense to you or anybody else, but when yeah. you do it, you'll figure out why it was meant to be that way. And then you'll exactly. feel, wow, like you feel a sense of awe. Yeah, exactly. Even if it challenges you, even if you think, oh, my God, what I'm about to do, this is going to create so much difficulty or so much whatever. Just trust the feeling. The feeling will always guide you. I I say this a lot and you could probably um, relate to this in all the work that you do is, you know, that feeling inside, that message inside is like your internal compass, like your internal GPS. It's always guiding you on the path exactly where you need to be for who you are and where you would like to get to in your life, wherever that might land up. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. always, always trust that despite what your brain's telling you. Always trust it. Um, So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's an awesome 
piece of advice and um, a suggestion. Obviously, yes, there are a multitude of answers, um, but you know, I'm always looking for, you know, the nuggets that you guys uh, feel have kind of helped you get to where you want to get to. So, thank you so much for sharing that and. You know, just once again, I, I wanted to thank you for spending the time with me this afternoon. I know you're pretty busy. You've got your, your schedule full up with other things um, and just sharing all the different ways that you've managed to achieve what you have in your life and, and for, you know, helping give all of us a clue as to how we could all achieve that as well and what steps we could take and what things we could bring into our lives or include in our lives to make that possible. Um, and obviously, I know, you know, we've, we've known each other for quite some time. I know you've been through your own challenges and your own ups and downs, but, you know, you've triumphed and you continue to triumph and you're releasing such awesome material that's coming straight from your heart. And it's going to change and will continue to change so many people's lives for many, 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 many years to come. And it's just truly inspiring to kind of see where you, you know, how far you've come and what you've, you've done mm -hmm. to help so many other people. Um, thank so you. thank you so much for, for being here and sharing this with me today. You're welcome. My pleasure. Um, and if any of you guys who are listening would love to connect with Emily or if you're wanting to share your story and write a book, please head over to her website. So you can go to her personal website, emilygower.com. Or if you're wanting to write a book, if you've got something inside of you, you just want to share it, go to her publishing website. It's called GowerInternationalPublishing.com. I'll put all of this in the show notes. So if you don't know exactly how to spell anything or you're um, speaking too quickly, it'll all be there. Just so you know, because I've got this wrong in the past, her surname is spelt G-O-W-O-R. Um, so please remember that I have made that mistake in the past. Um, oh, my yeah, closest so friend said it wrong. So always, <laughs> I say there's only one E in my name and it's at the start. So yeah, G O W O R. <laughs> exactly. So I will leave all those details for you. You can also follow on Instagram, Facebook, um, and see what she's up to on social media. But yeah, again, thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to maybe interviewing you again. Um, after your book's launched and finding out a little bit more about, you know, your journey and how it's unfolded from now until that point. But again, thanks so Perfect. much for being here today. Sounds good. Thank you.